and welcome back to the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Paul Hodowanek, the sports editor of the Minnesota Daily. This week, we're going to preview an upcoming sport, men's hockey. There's a long history with this team, but they haven't quite lived up to expectations lately. So what will they bring to us this year as they start their season this weekend? To find out, we have our men's hockey reporter, Anna Landis, in studio to give us a breakdown of this year's team. Hey, Anna. Hi, Paul. Make sure to check out all of Anna's work this season covering the men's hockey team, as well as her continued coverage on the women's soccer team this fall. All right, let's jump right in. The 2018 season was a little bit of a roller coaster for the Gophers. They were 18, 16, and 4, right around 500, and 11, 12, 11, 10, and 3, excuse me, in the conference. So not seasons that maybe Gopher fans of old are used to, not as dominant as they have been in the past, but they're rebuilding. It was the first year in Matsko's system. A lot of times that can take a little bit. But nevertheless, they were a team that was kind of on that roller coaster. They never won or lost more than three games in a row. And it looked like they started to turn the corner late in the season, and then ha- they had a really devastating loss to Notre Dame in the Big Ted semifinals, 2-1, to one, that ended their season. So how has the team addressed maybe their tendency to be a little up, a little down, not super consistent? Is that something they focused on at all? What has Motsko said early in this season about that? Yeah, so in um, the preseason press conference, I sort of asked him this question. I was like, what did the coaching staff, like, did you guys have any conversations related to that and how to fix it? And his answer was basically that anything they could have done or, like, looked to improve upon wasn't really something that was really relevant because most of the players on that team had um, graduated. They lost um, 11 players last season, I believe, and it was um, his – answer in that was more that they were just kind of waiting to see what they would get this year with um, so many freshmen coming in and the um, freshmen from last year returning after summer workouts and things like that. Yeah, and I'm going to go through the leading scorers here, and you're going to see that a lot of these people are no longer here. Rem Pitlick, 21 goals, 24 assists. He was the leading goal scorer and the leading points man on the team. He's gone. Uh, Brent Gates Jr., 13 goals, 18 assists. He's gone. Tyler Sheehy, 12 goals, 19 assists. He's gone. Starting goaltender, Matt Robson, he went 14, 12, and 4. 2.79 goals uh, against average. It's pretty good. Save percentage, 0.921. He's gone. So it's it's a lot of new faces, a lot of people that are going to have to step up in the absence of key contributors of last year. Of their top four scorers, only one person is returning. That's Brandon McManus returning for his junior year. He had 14 goals, 12 assists last year. And it's not just those key contributors in the in the power play. They lost uh, one of the top units in the nation. They lost yeah. everyone that was on that team or on that unit as well, and the, the power kill wasn't bad either, and only the defensemen, I think, are returning. So this is going to be a new-look group. What are Motsko's expectations heading into the season? How is this team viewing their season, knowing that they're going to have to have a lot of players that are stepping up that weren't in roles that they have been in before? Yeah, um, in that press conference, Motsko and the players as well, they talked a lot about how the team is in a year of transition. And since, you know, it's so early, they don't really know what's what it's going to look like yet. They don't know, you know, power play, penalty kill. They don't really know what that looks like yet because they've only been practicing for a little bit. They don't really have, um, you know, they don't have set roles yet, I would say. And in recruiting, in getting people from maybe junior college, 
what have they gone out and done to try to replace those those key contributors? Right. Well, this freshman class is really large to replace all the players that left, and a lot of them, they have a lot, you know, big resumes. Jackson Lacombe, he went 39th overall in the NHL draft to Anaheim. Defenseman Ryan Johnson, he went in the first round overall, 31st to Buffalo. Just some really solid players. And they also went and they got Jack LaFontaine, a goalie from the two years at Michigan, um, before going to junior. And then he still had NCAA eligibility to come back to Minnesota. And he um, is a really strong goaltender. And that is something that is extremely to Minnesota's advantage, having lost Robson, because instead of having three um, freshman goalies, they have someone who has um, a lot of experience and a lot of confidence coming into the season. Yeah, they didn't They didn't just lose the starter, Robson. They had two other goalies on the right. roster. Neither of them are which, are which are on the team, so it's a whole new group. I know during the uh, media availability, they talked about LaFontaine. He talked about LaFontaine a little bit, mm-hmm. how he may not have been ready at the beginning of his career right. to come in and play at this level, but now he thinks that he is ready and has the chance to be the starter. And so far in the exhibition game, they played all three goalies, so it's right. a little bit unclear who's going to be the goaltender. From your indication, from who you've talked to, have there been any indications about who might be that leading goaltender at the beginning of the season? I mean, Motsko said in the press conference it was something that the coaches would pick who started the game, but it would be sort of up to the team who they thought was, you know, a good goaltender that was going to be solid enough to be their, like, first goaltender as opposed to just, you know, starting the game. And that was something I thought was interesting. And then when you look at LaFontaine, he is coming in with a lot more experience than the other two goalies, Close and Mo. We still don't, I mean, in the exhibition game, they all played, they all made uh, saves, we're all getting reps, but... Uh, LaFontaine, he has reps that the other two goalies, they just don't have, and it's not, you know, a fault to their skill. It's just that LaFontaine has been in the game more, and he's been able to go out and get experience in the Big Ten, which is crucial for, you know, being able to get that college experience in the same uh, conference that Minnesota's in, and then as well going to juniors. Yeah, so it sounds like, although we might not know for sure, nothing's been announced LaFontaine might have the leg up just in terms of experience and it wouldn't be a surprise to see him out there at the beginning and with all these new faces it's a little bit comparative to what PJ Fleck has been saying the past couple years for the Gopher team that they're really young that they're gonna have time to learn and that's evidenced Sammy Walker was announced as a captain he's only a sophomore I believe so this team and I think they've they've liked that he's a captain because he can kind of mesh with a lot of the younger guys but this is definitely a team that might have that roller coaster ability at the beginning yeah. of the season because they're freshmen. They're going to play really well some days. They're going to not play really well some days. They're going to be thrust into some opportunities that some of them might be ready for, some of them might not be ready for. So I remember last season there was a little bit of a panic about how the team started the season, yeah. didn't get off to a, a great start. I wouldn't be surprised if that potentially is how the team starts out, at least until they get comfortable with everyone. Like you said, only a couple weeks of practice that they've had so far. So when looking at this team, what do you see as some of the best-case, worst-case scenarios for them because this team could be so sp- sporadic? They, if, everyone, ever, ever, if everyone clicks, everything could be really yeah. good. If they s- are struggling and the freshmen 
aren't really feeling it, like their confidence level's a little shaken, might go downhill. What do you see? Well, what's interesting is, you know, people, they always kind of talk about, oh, like there's always a lot of Edina players on Minnesota rosters. But in this scenario with so many young players that, you know, the players coming from like suburban Minneapolis teams, that I think really plays to their advantage because these players, whether they've played together before or not, they're already sort of familiar with each other in a way. And so that, that chemistry, I think, is something that could really play to their advantage and they do have a lot of talent and I think similar to um to women's soccer this year they've kind of been going through the same thing they have a lot of talent but it's you know in in low scoring sports like that you can play well and then still not you know the shots don't go your way every day and things like that but the the main thing that they have been talking about in or they talked about in that press conference was that this group has a lot of talent we just need to now get on the ice and in a game and put it all together and then see what we have and they got a chance to do that last sunday yeah. uh, it was a tie a tie a 2-2 tie to mount royal um royal mount royal not okay. totally sure what did you see from them in that game was there any indications about which freshmen might be playing more than others who is just looking good what what we can kind of expect from this team yeah, um, I wasn't at the game in person because I was covering uh, women's soccer, but so I wasn't there, you know, to get the eye test and things like that. But just looking um, at the stats, something that does stand out is that the team was able to get, um, they had nine power plays. And for a team that is young, they haven't been able to practice it every single time they're on the ice. Something like that is huge. And to be able to have multiple opportunities where you can play around with, you know, who's going out there and who's, who's paired up with who, that is something that is really important, especially early on in the season, um, to get to get them sort of accustomed to it. Yeah, and they were the number one power play, and so a lot of that has to do with probably the players that were on the power play, but some of that has to do with Matsko's system, and that's obviously going to stay consistent with the team. So them getting all those opportunities, if that's something that uh, persists, there's no reason to think that maybe they can't jump up there again. I know... Matsko's really excited with the talent that they have in the freshmen, and that can be shown very well on the power play, especially. So it will be interesting to see how that unit does, especially, and the penalty kill, to see really what happens. And it'll also be interesting to see all, not all 11 freshmen are going to play, and it's going to be some of those sophomores that were maybe yeah. freshmen who were on the team last year, sophomores who were on the team last year that are now getting their opportunities. So we're focusing a lot on those guys, but those might not even be the key contributors. They might be people that have already been on the roster for a little bit and now are just going to start getting going. One of those guys that did get going, though, last year, and it was evidenced by how he played, he got injured a little bit in the middle of the season, was Sammy Walker. Yeah. Sammy Walker got picked along with Tyler Nanny, I believe, as the two captains of the hockey team. And it's not something that you see very often that a sophomore is a captain. And he had kind of an electric first season. You can obviously see the talent there with him. What is... Motsko saying about Walker, what have his fellow players said about Walker, how they feel about him being a captain, and how they feel about him just heading into the season and kind of blossoming blossoming in his second year. Right. Well, I mean, as a player, he he has a lot of skill. He is a um, Tampa Bay Lightning draft pick, I believe. And, you know, coming off that freshman season, the the captaincy was decided um, by, the, by the players. And it was... Um, 
so him and Nanny were, you know, two that the team themselves felt were good leaders. And something that Motsko said about Sammy specifically was that in such a young team um, with, you know, a lot of sophomores, a lot of freshmen, he had sort of emerged as sort of the one of the leaders of that group. And so when they make up such a large part of the team, that that has a lot of influence, I think. So who else would you say that we need to keep an eye on as we head into the, the start of the season? Yeah, I would say um, the players, they, you know, they talk about their other teammates that they've been watching and trying to emulate or that they've noticed. Ben Myers is someone that is interesting, unlike some of the other freshmen that are coming in straight off high school play. He played, he played at Delano. He was a captain his senior year in 2016-17. And then after that, he went and spent two full seasons in the USHL with the Fargo Force. And he scored, he kind of tore it up last season. He scored 33 goals, I think 65 points in that league. And that that's something that really stands out, especially amongst more college-aged players and not just, you know, playing in high school where it's the the level is, is sort of a step up. Um, and then also LaFontaine in his... Um, in his speaking time, he said sophomore Garrett Waite, he called him his sleeper pick, and he was someone that that someone that was someone to watch out for, and that he 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 said, I'm calling it right now, like he was going to have like a breakout year just from his position and goal, like his knowledge of like his shot and his accuracy and things like that. Well, it'll be interesting to watch what this team does, who contributes. We know there's going to be those senior contributors, Tyler Nanny, Zulsdorf. Sammy Walker as a sophomore, he's going to come in and contribute, but there's probably going to be a freshman mixed in there, and there's probably going to be a sophomore mixed in there. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the team does, especially in Matsko's second season. He can implement more of what he wants. He has more of his guys, per se, to work with. So it'll be, it's just going to be exciting to see how this team meshes and kind of progresses as the season get, gets going, because they're going to mature as the season goes on. So I really thank you for coming in today, Anna. Make sure to... Follow Anna on Twitter and follow Anna's analysis all season long. And again, we can't thank you enough for being here. Yeah, thank you, Paul. In other news, the Minnesota men's golf team had another strong showing this week, led once again by Angus Flanagan. Flanagan held the lead for much of the last round before being overtaken late and losing by one stroke. The team finished in fifth overall. The women's team placed 14th in their latest showing at the Princess Anne Invitational. The women's cross-country team finished second in the Joe Peony Notre Dame Invitational last Friday and were led by Anastasia Korzanowski's 24th place finish. The performance vaulted the women into the national rankings as they currently sit at 18th overall. The men's team placed fifth in the Paul Short run on Saturday. Alec Baston finished third overall to lead the team and posted a time of 23 minutes 26.7 seconds, breaking the 8-kilometer school record. The women's soccer team lost one and tied one last week, They were held scoreless in both games and gave up only one goal in a losing effort to Indiana. Their record stands at 2, 9, and 3. The volleyball team extended their winning streak to 10 with a pair of wins. First came a 3-1 win against Rutgers on Saturday, then another 3-1 win followed against Illinois on Wednesday. The team heads to Madison for a showdown against a highly ranked Badgers team on Sunday. The women's hockey team is 4-0 on their season so far, and they swept their latest series in Mankato against Minnesota State, where they outscored the Mavericks 13-1. They're on the road again this weekend as they take on Robert Morris on Friday and Saturday. That's all we have for you this week. 
We'll be back again next week to give you the weekly rundown on all things Gopher sports. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. We'll see everyone next week.